0: So we're all very aware, obviously, of the tremendous tragedy, the tremendous ace that we're in. And we want to try together, in the few minutes that we could spend together, to try to think of something that we could work on and we could do in order to help the situation, to do what Hashem wants us to do in the situation. Obviously, a tragedy of this magnitude which is still unfolding it's very hard to process it and to even think what we can begin to do I want to say over some fundamental principles which I think are important to know there's a sefer written by Ramchal it's called Das Tfunas it's a very difficult sefer but the sefer deals with fundamentals of Emunah it talks about Mainly the Indian of Schar Va'inish, Hashkacha Pratis, the Meshicha, all these difficult type of things that are very important to be well versed in and to be very knowledgeable when we have these type of situations to try to understand what's going on. And the Ramchal says a powerful thing. I think it's an important Hagdama to the whole Sugya. The Ramchal quotes, from Rav Shimon ba in the Zoya, where it says over there a statement which is kemat not tshayich and to understand it. It says it's going to be a tkufa, where the world is going to be, it's going to seem, when we look at the world, it's going to seem as if HaKadosh Baruch was not sitting on Kisei Din, and not sitting on Kisei Rachamim. Which it seems like the world is running by itself, chalilah b'chaz. And the Ramchal is Mazbe what Rabbi Bayakhoy is telling us. He says it's going to be an haga, a certain way that Hashem is going to run the world during this Tkufu, What's called ikvus of the Mashiach. Ikvus of the Mashiach is the tefufa before Mashiach, which the Gedolim already told us from years already from the Chovetz Chaim and and on they said that we are already in that kufu called Ikvis of the Mashiach with the steps of preparation before Mashiach in that difficult time and in that time HaKadosh Baruch Hu is running the world with a different kind of Hanhoga it's Hanhagas HaMazal Hanhagas HaYichud but it's Hashem is doing Tikkunim in the Bria and it's impossible to understand what's going on. And therefore it looks to us as if there's no seder in how things are running. You see people that are great sadikim, that suffer tremendously, women, children, innocent people, in the worst way possible, it's impossible for a human being to even think they could come up with a shot to try to say what's going on. And it's definitely... 100% absolutely wrong to say so and so did Aveira and it's a Schabo because that's not on Hogg. We have no idea of what our is doing in the world. We have a tremendous amount of Tikkunim and at this time all we could say is Baruch Dayan But later, after things are revealed to us retroactively, we will make a bracha on all the tragedies, Baruch HaToi But while they're happening, it's impossible to understand, and we make a baruch dianemus on such a type of situation. But however, as much as we have no idea of what's going on, and we have no idea of what Tikunim, HaKadosh Baruch is doing for the world, for us, to bring Moshiach, at the same time, this is a very deep point, we still, Akkaduz Bohuk is communicating with us at the same time. He's talking to us. And he's telling us, I want you to do certain avoida. These things I want you to work on. Even though the messages are not the reason behind why the tragedies are coming. I have to make this clear. Because whatever message that there is, it doesn't mean that you did that chet, and that's why this punishment is coming from. There's no such a way to say that. Because if the Ramchal is saying, then iklus of the Mashiach, the, the situations that are going on, is a tikkun for the Bria, in a way where you cannot understand, it's not possible to understand it. So how could I say, that the message that I was able, the communication that HaKadosh communicated communicating to me cannot be the reason behind why this is happening. It's not the reason. It's a communication, but it's not the reason. It's a communication that was giving us, detailing to us, and outline to us, avayda, that if we do it, it will also bring a tikkun to the bria. But it's not the reason behind. I don't know if I'm making myself clear here. So, is this clear? It's a very deep point. Meaning, because on one hand, it's impossible to understand what, what Hashem is doing. Impossible. So, if it's impossible to, to, to understand what Hashem is doing, so then what should I do? There's nothing I can do. Sit back and wait for the thing to pass. What do you want me to do? I don't know why he's doing it. I have no clue. So, what do you want from me? but on the other hand we believe in Hashkoch practice, and the Ramchal himself says that the Amohag of Hashkoch HaPratis is still going on even though you don't know what's happening Hashkoch practice in English means Hashem is talking to us that's all it means HaKarizbo who's looking at us is, I want to speak to you and I'm telling you I want you to do something So, but it can't be that the message that he's telling me is the reason behind why this thing happened because then it's a spirit to the other cloud the other klala is, you're clueless. You have no idea why it's happening. So the two things are not serious. Why it's happening, we have no clue. And even the messages that we want to try to understand, and we're to try to understand the communication, we cannot take that to mean that this must be the averia that caused the problem. You have no idea what caused the problem. It has nothing to do with us. But it's a communication that HaKadosh Baruch wants us to work on something. And by working on whatever He wants us to work, that brings tikkunim to the bridge. So for example, there may be that the situation creates an avoyde called Noy Subalim Chavir. people are suffering beyond words. And we, sitting over here in the United States of America, have to sit down and try as best as possible. <coughs> to feel the pain and the suffering of other Jewish people and do the avoid of all the And all that's included in that. So that's an avoid that was created by the matzah. It doesn't mean that Jewish people were selfish and they didn't think about each other. It's smoke, who smacked us around so we could wake up. You have no right to say that. I don't think anybody has a right to say that. I for sure don't have but I don't think anybody has, because if you just read the Pasha of Das Tsunas, you'll see that you can't open your mouth to say such a thing. However, at the same time, that it may not be the reason, but it creates a tikkun when we do this avayda, of noisubal b'chaveir. And once we do that avayda, it's besaka and things can go away. Same thing like uh, Tzvi was mentioning before about tefillah. Tefillah is a tremendous power. It's a tremendous power, and it's a Chiv Deiraisa, based Torah, to David. And like you mentioned before from the Goyin, that Tefillah, you have to believe in it. It doesn't work if you don't believe in it. So even though, according to the laws of nature, it looks like things are very, very difficult, but we have to believe in the Kayacha Tefillah that it does something. That means Tefillah is an Avoida. Tefillah is not anything else but an Avoida. Ezu Avoida Shibalev is Tefillah. Why is it Tefillah Avoida? If I'm asking something from Hashem, I say, listen Hashem, I need some money, you know? I need a couple of dollars, I gotta support my kids. Why is that Avoida? To ask somebody for something who could supply you what you need is called voida. Why is that Avoida? The Gemara says, Mefurush. Ezu Avoida Shabbat, that's tefillah. To us, we don't know what the avoid is. The whole thing is bakoshes. I'm asking for a refuah, I'm asking for panosah, I'm asking for whatever I'm asking. Why is that avoid? The reason why it's avoid in a simplified way is because you have to believe 100% that the only address to get your panosah is from Him. Only. And that Hashem has to judge you personally. And he decides for you personally, Hashkavah Pratis. And only Hashem. So it's a big work. Avoid, it's a big work. And even though sometimes it seems like it's impossible, that's the work from tefila. So when there's a Torah, we have to believe in the power of Tefillah. That's another Avoid that's born from the situation. The tremendous connection that we develop with Hashem through Tefillah is what he wants. It doesn't mean, again, I want to stress, it doesn't mean that we weren't praying and, and therefore this is that, we have no right to say that. But through the matzib, it creates a closeness to Hashem, the like we see by Moshe Rabbeinu and by Moshe Rabbeinu wants to go into Ezra. HaKadosh Baruch who knows one billion percent. He's not letting them in. It's not happening. He is not allowing him in. So why did he allow him to beg 550 times? It's not nice, you know. We beg because we always think that maybe you know you go to your father, ask him for a few dollars, he says no, and then you beg him again and you beg him again until eventually maybe you'll wear him down to get what you want. But if you know for sure, without even a question, he's saying no. Why would you make him beg 550 times more? So the point of tefillah is not to get what you want. Moshe Rabbeinu grew in his tremendous closeness to Hashem through tefillah. So if Hashem would have revealed to him from the first second I'm not letting in just don't waste your time that HaKadosh Voh would rob Moshe Rabbeinu from 550 pieces of Abayrita to build him and to make him closer to him. You want to take that away from him? It's an unbelievable growth process so he let him grow through Tzvila 550 times till he came to the furthest that he can go and at this point he said stop so the point of tevila is a tremendous thing it does not only does it make reactions but it develops closeness and maybe Hashem is not going to answer our Tzvilas but he developed a closeness that's what he wants there's a void that the situation creates that's the idea the idea is the situation creates a void. And when we do it, that's the hepeh, that's the opposite of what it says in the pasach, Vim imi you say it's a mikra. Mikra means, mikra doesn't mean like a chance, like, uh, you know, winning the lottery. That's not a mikra. Mikra means a very sophisticated, unbelievable scientific explanation. But the reason why it's called a Mikra is because it's not connected to the series of events from the creation of the world till the eye. It's an isolated event. Isolated event is called a Mikra. That's Kvira. To say something's isolated, not related to the plan and purpose of creation, that's Kvira. That's what Mikra is. So, imtelcho imi bekari means you can sit down and have Hours and hours of deep explanation of the psychology behind terrorists and understanding the politics uh, between the Palestinians and the Arabs and the Muslims and the Jews and whatever you want. Unbelievable deep explanations. But that's called a Mikra because it's an isolated problem. There's a struggle in the Middle East between this country and this people. That's it. That's Mikra. That's Kfir. We have to see it part of the bigger picture. The plan and purpose of the Bria, the Tikkun O'aylam, what Hashem is trying to do. So this is all fundamentals of Emunah and Tefillah. And avoid each person according to his level, obviously. Has to grow from it. Has to do something from it. There's a communication. I was thinking of something, again. Everybody's allowed to say their own p'sha according to what I just told you. Because we're not trying to figure out God's ways. And we're not going to figure it out. Don't waste your time figuring it out. So it's a communication. So His communication to me is not the same communication to you. Hashem can communicate to everybody at the same time and He's saying something different. Obviously there's a general thing like Emunah, like Tefillah, like all but how that manifests itself in my life and your life that's very different. It's very personal. That's why I believe this Hashem is a personal thing. It's not a general thing. But I was thinking and everybody should think Everybody should be creative. Because it's one who gave us creative minds. And we have to use it for these type of things. We can't say, well, that's a rabbi's job. What is a rabbi's job? You have brains, use them. What does it have to do with a rabbi? The other said, if God's communicating to you, then obviously you have enough brains to figure it out. Otherwise, why is he talking to you? And you use creativity when it comes to business. We use creativity all the time in life. We have problems, we develop solutions. We use creative mind. So we try to look at details and be a little creative so we can find for ourselves the path of avoidance. And therefore we don't run into this pitfall of having to be a god of saying, what's the pshat? Because we don't know pshat, who cares what's pshat? I know what's talking to me, what's speaking to me. The Ramchal says in Deir Hashem, he says, The Icah Yisayit of Yisurim is not to sit down and think about punishments and zakat. The main thing, the Rav the Mepurosh, and there Hashem is, what is the ha'orah? What is he communicating to you? We go through life, and we get lost. Some of us, all of us, myself for sure, we have midas within ourselves that lay dormant. We don't even know that they're there. You know, sometimes you see a guy is learning a coil learning yeshiva, <laughs> we at got a basement apartment. Well, the guy looks like he has no typist moment whatsoever, you know? The guy doesn't even know what money is. Then all of a sudden, by here he comes and uh, now he's got to make a living, you know? You no, know, he can't stay there forever. He's got to make a living. All of a sudden, the guy goes into business and becomes a shock. Like, Where would this guy come from, you know? He's crazy. And then he's running after money and he's nuts. Where where'd the guy come from? The answer is, he he's always had a timeless moment. He just wasn't in the situation to bring it out. We have a lot of things laying dormant in us. And we don't figure them out, like, you know, until you get married. You didn't know you were a Bal Gaidu, you know. Then when your wife didn't listen to you a couple of times, you realized that you're supposed to listen to the Melech. you know. It says that in the Rambam somewhere. <laughs> so we learn a lot of things about ourselves through the circumstances of life. That's called communication. That's this. Pratis. brought this means every single person, his situation with his boss, with his wife, with his kids... You know, you learn that you have no sablonism whatsoever. You know, when you get married, you have a clear direction of what you want your kids to look like, how they're going to look exactly. They're going to follow you the manual, and then nothing goes the way you want to do. So now you have to be civil that your will doesn't come always to fruition the way you want it to be. Right? A lot of learning through life. That's all Hashkot Same thing. Hashkot Communication. Communication. And when it's, that's what the Ramchal says. When something hurts, you have to ask yourself why. For every person, it could be something else. If a kid didn't go, he wants to go to Israel. Let's say right? You have a boy who wants to go to Israel. He wants to go to the mayor. All his boys are going to the mayor, and then he doesn't get accepted. So it hurts, you know? Why is it hurt? Because you feel like a loser. Well, it hurts because you're FOMO. You're missing out. The guys are there, right? For every kid, it's a different thing. Why it hurts? So you have to pay attention to the pain. That's what the Rebbe says pay attention to the pain the pain speaks to you it's a communication, everything's a communication you just have to be creative and to try to think about it so I was thinking about something, I don't know if I have any but it's a thought and you can agree or disagree, it's only my thought you know, anybody can say a thought <coughs> I was thinking about something interesting you know the way the terrorists came in it's like nobody can figure out how come they didn't see them, you know and see it's, it's like, it's like not understandable. This guy like walked right in the door. Unbelievable. Cut through the fences, walked right through the door. So I'm thinking about that a little bit, you know? I take the fences out and nobody sees them. So I was thinking of something that maybe we could learn something from that. Maybe we have to have fences too. We also have to create fences in our lives between what we look at and what we don't what we're not supposed to look at if we're looking at things that we're not supposed to look at then we may not see the things that we're supposed to see this could be a message speaking to us that in our lives maybe each one according to his level obviously has to understand that we need to have gedorim. the gedorim they save us from terrorists but we have gedorim that save us from Yetzirah we have to make fences too that's the only line of protection, is to have fences. Fences protect us. We're weak people. We're not uh, strong, big people that if we don't have any fences whatsoever, you know, we're protected from the terrible things that can happen to us. Those fences are what's separating us, between us and the murderers. And to see, you have to be Zaych to see. I remember once, I took a few bochrums to Rabdan Segel and that's so, And he told his, the boys, he said, in is unbelievable what you can see in there. The hoya and was said, wow, you can see it. Unbelievable, deep things there. He says, but you have to have good eyesight. You can't just see if you look. You have to have good eyesight. He says, if you look at things you're not supposed to look at, you're not going to see anything over there. you would be blind as a bat. That was my addition. But he said, you'll be blind. You won't be able to see anything. <laughs> you have to see. You have to be Zorcha to see. We, we think that we can see whatever we want to see. You have to be Zorcha to see. Sometimes Hashem covers the eyes. You can't see things that are in your face. You have to have a schus to see. What gives us the schus to see? We make a dorm. We try our best. We live in a, a world that's a very difficult world. Not a simple world. There's Tyrus and Arias, wherever you turn. Our whole standards changed. What's even considered Arias, 20 years ago would have been considered something that no half-decent guy would look at. Today, that's okay, that goes, that flies, that's fine, no problem. So the standards change, constantly change, and therefore, it's difficult. It's a difficult Nisayan that we're in. Hakonish Bor who knows that we're the difficult design. He put us in this world, you know. And whatever design we, whatever age bracket you're in, it's going to be, for your kids, going to be a lot worse. You see, by us, you look at a phone, you see it in a screen. The next one is going to be virtual reality. It's going to experience it. You're not going to see it through a window. You know, that's what's come and all these things that we have to deal with that all the technology, all the thing, we have to deal with it as Jewish people, it's a very difficult test but maybe if we erect some fences, each person has to erect his own thing to know, it's his donation, you know just one last machshava to put it together with it, is this came out of Tzimkos This something very unique about Hashanah Rabba Tzimkos is that the whole last leg of the journey, starting from Rosh Hashanah, or even Elul, is minhagim. Rosh Hashanah Rav is a minig and nabiyim. Where you take the arava and you smack it on the ground five times, that's minig and nabiyim. In Kabbalah it says that since the arava looks like a lip, it's like kissing Hashem, whatever that means, but it's, it's a minig, and it's showing Ava to Hashem because it's a minig. See, when there's a tzibui when Hashem commands you, you can't bring out that love to Hashem, that creativity. The creativity you can't bring out, because you command it. But Shadarab is a creativity. It's a mini-gadavim. Sinchastor, the fact that we have sinchastor and we dance on Shemini that's a minute it. It's not a halacha, it's not a din. A tzibui. <clears throat> so the whole end of the holiday is all about our creativity in HaVoyit HaShem to show how much we like it and respect it and we want to be close to HaShem. It's our creativity. Making G'dorim is also our creativity. There's things that may not be halachically usur necessarily, but they could cause eventually that you slip and your standards change and things change. That's our creativity. If we could be creative and try to make the G'dorim that we can in the world that we live in, it's a difficult world. It doesn't have to necessarily be our riots, you know. said you can have I am on just looking at luxuries. That means once upon a time, at least I for sure remember, I don't know how old everybody is, that you had to go to the store to buy something, you know? You, you couldn't sit with your phone and see every single product in the world being worn by the coolest guys in the world, you know? It speaks to you, tremendously speaks to you. So, your desire for things become all over the place. And no one can say in Shulchan Aruch that there's an Issa to do that, as long as you're not looking at anything. Prizes. You're looking at the guy, the nice watch, and the car, and the this, and the that, you know? cool guy. And advertising is very powerful. It's an unbelievably powerful thing. You know, smoking. Smoking is very dangerous, right? We all know that. And it costs money. And you stink. And there's nothing really that comes out good from the whole thing. So I had millions and millions of people smoking cigarettes. Like, how does that work? So when I was younger, they were allowed to have cigarette ads. The Marlboro Man. Remember the Marlboro Man? Yeah, that guy was the coolest guy you ever saw in your life. And every single television show and every movie, who was smoking? The powerful, the charismatic, the rich. That, that's the guy who smoked this cigarette. So after a while, you started to believe that if you smoke, You'll be successful, you'll be rich, you'll be powerful. Has nothing to do. The thing just smokes and kills you. It stinks and kills you and it costs you money. But that's how advertisement works. So all day you're looking at things and you start to think that your value is based on what belt you wear, what shoe you wear, what car you drive, what you do, what you get. And that's all in the dimmunion. So when Kaskal says there's a concept of Shirus and I am there too. So, all I'm just bringing out ideas. Everybody knows them, their own self and their own life, you know. But the point is, to see, to see Hashem in the world, you know, Rabbi, Millah, you know, Reb Millah, you see, we look at an apple, and he sees God in the apple, you know. We just see something good to eat. You have to have eyes, eyes to see the Rebunish of them everywhere. You can't just see Rebunish of them everywhere. have eyes for that. So we need eyes. We need eyes to see Hashem. We need eyes to understand the Torah. We need eyes to see things. So maybe if we make Gedarim, each one according to his level, obviously, will be zaycheh to have clarity, the vision that's necessary. And Hashem, if we all do our and whatever it is, each one according to his level and to the idea that he picked up from this whole situation, HaKadosh Baruch will bring Yeshua's the Amen. Amen. Amen.